This episode is from the annual planning meeting where Paul brings his staff's attention to what he calls critical drivers of the business. Many people are aware of the need for KPIs and metrics, but Paul prefers to spend more time focusing on what he calls critical drivers. The difference between them is profound. KPIs and metrics are what did happen, whereas critical drivers are what is happening. If you monitor and fix your clinic's critical drivers, you never have to worry about your clinic's KPIs because you'll always know ahead of time how your business is performing before the month is over. In this session, Paul discusses all of the major critical drivers at his clinic. Things like arrival rate, no-show and cancels, lead conversion and completed plans of care, which, if you think about it, are the things that drive your profit. That's why if you monitor and manage these things weekly, it means you never really have to worry about your profits or revenue simply because you will know you're on track before the month is out. If this is your first time hearing this type of business language, then you should know it is the stuff that is obsessed over in Paul's Mastermind program. You can never grow a predictably profitable PT practice without becoming world-class and understanding your critical drivers. Many clinic owners try, but that is why so many get stuck and are always left thinking that their problem is solved by more marketing. If you're interested in joining Mastermind or learning more about these types of business skills, the best place to start is with Paul's one-day strategic planning workshop that happens in Orlando every quarter. Paul works with 20 clinic owners to do 12 months of planning inside one day. If you're interested in finding out more, email paul at paulgoff.com to get details of the next class. You can also find the details of this over in today's show notes. All right, that's all for now. Enjoy today's episode of the show. This is the Paul Goff Audio Experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. <laughs> all right so um, let's get back to this then so critical drivers these are the things I said this morning we're probably going to be what what I want you to focus on more than anything these are the things that will affect the business that uh, if you focus on the cause you get the effect that you want most people focus on the effect so most people will say I want more money I want more sales I want more profit that's fine but what is more important is the actual causes of that effect so if you want to lose weight you can't just get on the scales and check the figure that is on them scales and stamp your feet up and down every day and hope that a bit more comes off this time next week just because oh, you jumped up and down lighter, yeah <laughs> change position hope there's a gap in the floor and all those things yeah. and all those things right ultimately what you need is to change the uh, cause so the cause of the number that you are looking at right now is diet and exercise so if you monitor the diet you manage the exercise you will have weight loss figuratively speaking and in that respect you could never have to get on the scales if you monitor if you monitored the diet and the exercise is my point everybody following so in business it's the same if you want more profit you want more sales you want more patients you manage the cause those are the effect the causes of these things of a more solid and successful business is I believe these things PVA so patient visit average arrival rate how many people actually show up versus who said they will show up. 
completed Planet Air, so you'll probably be hearing a few of these for the first time, possibly, right? And um, we'll go in deeper them today. Conversion ratio from discovery to eval, or, or consultation, whatever you want to call it. Conversion from evaluation to a full Planet Air. Patient average spend. If you monitor that, that's like the heartbeat. PT utilization ratio is a number that is important to keep on track so that somebody isn't doing 110% and then somebody's only doing 55. It's just like an uneven split. You're gonna end up with somebody tired and somebody bored. Like two horrible places for, for staff to be. Uh, medical agency referrals, returning patients, referrals and new patients. So I'll talk through all of these things um, from the point of view of what you can do to improve them or let you talk about what your current understanding is of how you can affect them. Remember what we're trying to do is improve that number. The big difference this year is instead of just talking about new patients, I really want to focus in on returning patients, referrals and new patients. Three different type of people in terms of the way they arrive in the business. So new patients would come from Google, newspaper ads, Facebook, social media and so on. Referrals would come from word of mouth. So my friend was here, they told me all about you. That was a referral, somebody referred you to me. And a returning patient is, I've already given you money, I've already done business with you, whether it's three, four, five, six years ago, 10 years ago in some cases, and I'm back to do it again. So there are three different subcategories there of people that we should be focusing in on this year. And that will allow me and Vicky and whoever else is looking at stats to have a bit of an idea of what's actually happening. How well's the marketing working? How well's the customer service working? And how well is our bring these patients back process and system working. Everybody follow? So, PVA, patient visit average. My goal for you is to get people to six. One consultation, evaluation, and six follow-on sessions, which to me in my world is a plan of care completed. If a person has six sessions at this clinic, it's a plan of care completed, and a PVA of six has been achieved. What do you think could affect the PVA? both positively and negatively, that if you do it, or you do do something in the build-up to the, to the PVA number being looked at, what will increase the likelihood that six sessions will be achieved or more, or what will, if we don't do, increase the likelihood that people will only have two or three sessions? What do you think? Over to you. I think what we talked uh, spoke about earlier about the confidence of the sellers, the physios, if you like. Yeah, okay. People buy off a confident so if they believe in themselves and believe that people can get better. Yeah. Or should we not? <laughs> it's boiling. Puffer jacket's coming out. I'll put the coat on. I'll, I'll close it in a minute. Um, like people, people are more in tune with that and then if, if, if you believe it, then they'd believe it. Okay, anybody else? Payment. Well, when, when, I, when I was doing the PBAs initially, I struggled with I don't know whether it's any different now. It was the fact that obviously you're going to have your client, your patients, clients who come in and maybe don't need six sometimes, yeah. and that will affect the number of, of six. But then the, pro the, the other side of it is where do you call at the end of a plan if they, you've advised them on a session on, on six sessions, but then they go on to top ups afterwards? Do you say that their plan of care has ended on the six, meaning that you then dis you then don't count the top ups or things afterwards, which would then negatively impact? No, I, the former. So it doesn't negatively impact it, it's a plan of care. So if we said at the start of a session, I believe within 85% of reasonable accuracy that this knee problem will take me six sessions to, to do. Did they go on and have the six? 
if then you said I'll have more or I'll have a top up and so on, that's almost a different product. They're kind of buying a different service there. It's how many initial physio sessions, okay? And again, it, it, it doesn't really matter what the outcome or how we do this as long as we're consistent with it. That's what matters most with a PVA. So in my world, a PVA would be Joe Bloggs rings up, wants an appointment, says he's got back pain, has his evaluation, physio says, yeah, chronic low back pain, goes on and completes a six session plan of care. After six sessions, you might say, look, yeah, you're good, you're doing well, would you like to come back for some top-ups? That's a different thing altogether. It's did they achieve what was recommended? Because in the evaluation, you're not speaking about 53 top-ups after your first plan of care. You're basically prescribing a plan of care, which is, in my current understanding of this problem and diagnosis, prognosis, whatever, all my prognosis is six, six sessions to get the outcome that you want, give or take. That's what we're looking for. Did they have six at that point? Now, some of you might say that you need nine, and some might say you only need four, but we're looking for that initial plan of care to average out at six, because some will need nine, some will need 12, some will need three. What we're looking for is it to be an average, which is as it oh, says. So if, <clears throat> if in an assessment that we had recommended six, but then come three, four sessions in, we, we reassess with them and say that potentially they could need nine, yep. and they're happy with that, yep. would that plan of care change to nine yes. for the back yes. end? So if it's yep. an additional session, but it's close in together. It's still within the realms of physio, which is why you've got to get clear, and that's really what all this is about. Mm. Is your current plan of care is problem one done and now you're here for top up you're coming here for every other week to just maintain what you've got or to get massages that's the bit that i want everybody to get clear on and that's really what constitutes the pva it's great there's 10 percent where it's like well is this isn't it? it's like who cares is nine out of ten people getting the plans of care that you prescribed at the get-go and really we're looking for did they drop off uh, three sessions when you prescribe six because that's the bit that's going to hurt the business it's not so much figuratively the number it's the very fact that people are starting to pay attention to yeah people should be having there's very few people walking in here with knee problems back problems and shoulder problems they're going to take less than six sessions it's like it just isn't if, if you're treating the overall cause if you're treating the symptom my experience of the physio that I went to see to, he just wanted me to, he said no follow-up, nothing. I booked one session, I walked in, I was a walk and talk and how much is this going to cost? I'm not bothered, there's your credit, I'm wanting to give you money. Can I book more sessions? Oh no, I'll just have one and see how it goes, I'll send you some exercises and that'll be it. Nothing. How can he possibly achieve anything, right? I'm now pissed with him, I'm not pissed with him, but if I was a patient, right, I'm sat here thinking, I went for one session, I paid 55 quid or whatever for my initial evaluation, right? Fine, I was in, it was good, it was nice, the guy was nice, it was average, it, it, was, it was what it was. But I, do, do I think that the guy really helped me? Not really. I think if anything, it, it felt hard work to try and actually get more sessions to fix the thing that I wanted to be able to fix. And it felt to me as though they were more concerned about what it was costing and I could get away with a few exercises rather than actually go and get six sessions to be guided through exercises, guided through core plans, progressed, stretched, made sure that I've done it, hold me accountable, look forward to running through the doors in two weeks to say, look, my range of movement's gone from 95 to 105, get some satisfaction out of it and watch the progression. That's what people want. The, the, and that's what they need. It's impossible to do it any other way, which is 
The rants I've often had in America when I teach people this stuff, if you think you can fix a foot problem in three sessions, you must be a fucking miracle worker. Like, and you should be charging more than what you're charging. Because you can't, you can take pain away in, in two or three sessions, but you cannot fix pain, fix problems in three sessions. It, you just can't do it. If a 55 year old lady walks into your office, into your, your clinic with a knee problem, and we can fix, fix it in three sessions, fucking hell, you should be on a stage teaching the world how, how, like, how to do it. But what's, what's at stake here is what our definition of a fixed is. And that's really where this conversation goes to as we speak around PVA. Your definition of fixed is open to interpretation. My argument all the time is people's definition of fixed is the least amount of sessions possible so we don't have to have money conversations. And really, I shouldn't be even remotely interested in your fucking finances as a, as a physio to a patient. That sounds brutal and harsh, and it kind of is, but if I wanted to get involved in finance, I'd have done a degree and I'd have been sat next to him at college in accounting or finance, is, is always my point. Because if money wasn't an obstacle, what would we be doing here? If money wasn't even on the table, and, and we had an un it's the start of the NHS and it's week number one, and five patients walk through the door, and there's just an unlimited schedule, how many visits would you prescribe to finally solve this bigger picture and that's the point that i want to get across to everybody and remind and i will next year and the year after that we don't fix pain that if you fix foot pain you are leaving on the table a knee problem a tight iliosoas whatever other muscle gluteal or whatever that is not working that has caused that foot problem to happen over a period of time and that's my beef that any practitioner who thinks that they can fix a foot or a knee or a back in two or three sessions is fixing pain and pandering to money more more often than not i'm actually writing a book on it right now and the entire chapter is around it's a bit of it's a bit of psychology in it but to me it's borderline selfish that you don't want the uncomfortable experience of talking about money so I'll just pander to the foot and get away with two or three sessions instead of going, this foot problem caused by this. This foot problem, two, three sessions. Pain back inside six months. This thing up here, tight as shit. Piriformis causing this problem, this problem, this problem. That pain that you've got or that thing that you're going through is causing this. Likely to lead to this, this and this and this. Therefore, I can do this for you if that's what you want. But if you want the big proper solution, which our perfect patient does, this is the outcome and this is what it looks like. And that's again a class, that's the, that's, this is one-on-one, but it's always stuff like this that is forgotten. At this time of year, it's like, oh, we've looked into bad habits. The conversations become about the foot problem or the ATFL or whatever it will be. Really what is always has to be asked, and this is why it's, it's, it's much like the conversation this morning about the 30%. This is the other way around. Eight out of 10 people walking through these doors need more than they think they want. <coughs> and if by definition, a perfect patient is somebody who wants you to do everything possible to fix their problem, you have to do everything possible to fix their problem, is my understanding of, of it. And it's, it's what I always did from the get-go. Didn't understand it as well as I do now. It was I don't really give a fuck about the money aspect. I don't really give a shit what you think about me. This is what you need. And, and if you wanna like me for either of those scenarios, I don't really give a shit because the thing that you need, if I keep, if I keep treating this foot problem, it will feel nice on your bank balance for a couple of weeks, but this back problem is gonna come back because ultimately all of this is being caused by something else. How many, how many years have you been in it now, right? How many scenarios have you seen a patient where the thing that they're presented with was the problem? One in 10, realistically, if that. Hip problem, really? How about a 
piriformis that just doesn't want to fucking move, that's now causing all of your problems, you think it's a back problem, is now touching a nerve, causing your hamstrings to be tight, which is limiting your flexibility and so on and so forth. Nothing to do with your hips. I almost wish it was, because it would be easy to solve. So is it a back problem causing a hip problem, a hip problem causing a back problem? I don't know, but it won't be figured out in two or three sessions. It's months and months and months trying to undo 10 years of poor posture, bad exercise habits and whatever else that cannot be fixed in two or three sessions. Now, here's my point. You give it to the patient in a way that they can make a decision on. Paul, I can, the dude who I went to see should have said, there's two scenarios here, Paul. There's the, get on with it yourself. If you, if you are that type of person, you can hold yourself accountable. You are such a strong-willed individual that you'll get up every single day at seven o'clock and stretch the shit out of these muscles for 45 minutes. And you are comfortable in following a shitty piece of paper, watching a, a video from 1976 on how to do something that you have no clue how to do on it yourself. If that's what you want, it's three sessions split every three weeks. However, if you're like most of the world who cannot hold themselves accountable, who cannot follow through on anything, which is why 99% of the world have blown through their New Year's resolution seven days in. Shall I keep going? You want the help and the support and the guidance, and you want to come in here and make sure that you're actually getting the thing that you came here for in the first place, which was not foot pain, which was to live an active and healthy life. This is option B. <clears throat> Which one do you want? Now, here's why I know PVA should be six, seven, eight, or nine, because 80% of the world will go for option B. The reason that most physios fuck this up is that they don't and or don't know how to do what I just said, and therefore they are limited with, this is what we will do. Three sessions, which saves you some money and gets you out of this doors fast. I, I belittle anybody on my coaching calls, or anytime I see it, who says, I fix somebody in three sessions, and I'm like, are you fucking for real? Please tell me then how, in professional soccer, I'm seeing somebody three times a day to solve the hamstring that you think you fixed in three sessions over four weeks. How? It's just ridiculous to think that that's even possible. Now this can be a little pep talk, rallying call, whatever you want to call it, but it's a reminder that ultimately, I want right, this problem fixed, not an extra 500 pound in my bank at all, because what's gonna hurt my life more is not the 500 pound that will be missing from my bank in order to fix it, it's the hip problem or the groin problem that will turn into a hip problem when I'm 45 that leads to a replacement of my hip when I'm 50, AKA my mother. Now I will pay anything to avoid that. And I tried to give the guy the fucking money and he wouldn't have it. Because his belief is that everybody wants to save money. Now that's not a physio thing, that's not a business thing, it, that's just the way ultimately everybody sets up. It's like, well let's see if we can save everybody a load of money. And it's like, my point is, nobody really gives a fuck about money at the end of it all. Like they don't, that's why we've got credit cards and debts and overdrafts and loans and mortgage. Money's not the problem, it's like, I want the thing. So my tip back to you but all, is when it comes to the prescription of care, you become an absolute ice maiden around money and anything to do with it and it goes back to at the very least if you want this this is what it will take but if you want this this is what it will take does that make sense mm -hmm. and it really all boils back down to communication then if i'm looking at your hip or i'm looking at your back and i am acutely aware that you think you just have this thing that needs clicking back in i'm going to acknowledge that 
I'm pretty sure you came here today, Mr. Smith, thinking I'd just click you back into place, and absolutely I can do that for you. And maybe you arrived here thinking you only need one or two sessions, and absolutely I can even give you that. But let me ask you this, if you want to achieve this, 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 and this, you can do it that way, or you can do it the proper way. Which one do you want? Now, that the reason that works, and the reason you get no pushback with that, is because the patient felt empowered all the way through it. Don't get me wrong, I'd be pissed if I felt railroaded into a, you must buy 27 sessions off me. I'd, I'd feel pissed, even though, even if, with every intention, the chiropractor or the physio had my intention at heart, I can understand why an individual would feel pissed with that. Because it just felt like, and then all sorts of irrational things come out, and this was, I was sold to, and blah, 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 and he could have been like Mother Teresa's fucking son, who was just genuinely trying to help me. But that's the way an individual would perceive it. So to get round it has to be against. If you just want this, this is three sessions. But if you want this, this is a lot more. And here's why. Because that foot problem you've got, see that knee? That ain't moving. See them hips? They ain't moving either. That muscle, when I touch it there, tight as shit. That's what's caused that to stop and that foot not to work properly. Which would you like me to do? I can spend the first two or three sessions on that alone, but if you want the bigger picture, problem solved so you don't need to come back, you're gonna need this. And that, that's, that's as simple as it gets. The first bit, you have to understand, we're not their banker, we're not their finance people. It's an obvious one that everybody has to eradicate themselves from, and it isn't just in healthcare, it's generally in business. You're not here to save them money. It's disrespectful. I've said it many, many times with the dentist stories. It is not his job to determine whether or not I can afford a 2,000 pound implant into my tooth, which should save me shitloads of heartache further down my life. It's his job to recognize that it's a problem, offer me at least one or two solutions, and then let me decide based upon the consequences of doing or not doing, which one I want to do, but at the very least, offer it me and explain why, and then let me decide. And I promise you for, for, for all of the physios in the room, when you get into that way of prescribing a plan of care, unbelievable what happens next. There will be silence in the room, eight out of 10 will go for the bigger picture. At best, they'll come back with one or two questions. Tell me more why, I didn't quite understand that. What does that mean? How will that, you know, whatever? And you'll answer them. But if you position it in a way of option A is to solve the pain, or option B is to solve the bigger picture, which the foot problem is caused by this or that, or the neck problem is caused by this or the other, which one do you want? And then it's up to them. That is how you improve a PVA with doing nothing else. Now, back to your point, Jess, improve the confidence of the physios. I'm gonna throw a curveball in the room and tell you that most of the decision to uh, sign up for six or nine sessions is done by you on the phone with their belief and their understanding of what it is that they're buying. Now, again, this is a reminder for a few people, but if you allow me to believe that all Johnny's gonna do is fix that foot pain, and don't remind me on the phone that what we really do is help people keep active, walk, avoid arthritis, surgery, get off pills and so on, and that often takes significantly longer than two or three sessions, which it does, which it does, by the way. I keep using the football analogy, I don't know a better one. Why is it? Why do they get three, why are they getting three a day? Why, why, when it was back when I was involved in professional sport, was the, the same injury walking through the door here, hamstring, knee, back, whatever, why were they getting three sessions a day? Now obviously money wasn't an option, money wasn't involved, and you could argue, well, they needed to be back faster. And then all of a sudden I'm starting to think, well why would I deny somebody on the street 
the ability to get back faster or the ability to have that thoroughness of care, the ability to not have to worry about whether or not that hamstring was coming back. And at the very least, give them the option to see if they would like to pay for it. Make sense? And that, that I think is pivotal to your ability in an evaluation to again, back to confidence like what Jess says, it's understanding what you're selling. So if, if you've got more confidence from selling the orthotics because you understood it better, then you're gonna get more confidence from selling a plan of care better by understanding what you're actually selling. Option one is this route, option two is this route. Which one do you want? Just that alone will see a massive bump in people signing up for a plan of care. If anything, I'd wager that if eight out of 10 are not signing up for the six or eight or nine you recommend, that isn't going on. And, and all that is is the simple, which one do you want? Now I've explained the difference. I've met your initial need and I've met your initial understanding from a sales psychology point of view, that if I communicate with you in a way that you're expecting, I can't further down the line be accused of, you pushed me into this or I didn't want the 10 sessions. I have to meet their initial understanding or their initial what they believe is what they think they're gonna get. Why does this happen? Why do most people do arrive at a physio clinic expecting one or two sessions? Because that's the shit that they've been used to everywhere else because nobody else understands this. That's why. Why is it that when, from the moment you could conceivably remember, why is it that you knew you had to go to the dentist every six months for the rest of your life? Because that's what everybody does. Get my, see my point? And that's all that's at stake here. This is nothing to do with money. It's nothing to do with anything. It's habitual. It's that the standard of how most people communicate with people in business is minus one at best. And most people arriving for physio, for sports therapy, for chiropractic or whatever are being spoken to, pandered to, financial element put first. You could really go deeper in that and it's up to you the way you look at it or want to look at it. Why does that really happen? Is because the practitioner, the person, the person on the phone, whoever, doesn't want to get and is fearful of a conversation that they just don't like, could be accused of something, that's really what's at stake. When you really, really, really boil down to it, most people avoid the conversation about the 10 sessions you need or the money you need to pay because they feel bad. It's like, if I can avoid this, I don't have to feel bad. Now to me, if you really look at it, it's like, if I'm making a decision for you based upon my feelings, what's that? Selfish as fuck. It is. It like in, 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 and I'm yeah, I'm pushing a few buttons here and agitating, right? But I'm trying to get you to see really what is the driver in your life. When most people in healthcare will say, "Oh, I don't want to have the money conversations," they're basically saying, "I don't like it," and therefore I'm not willing to go through something that I don't like in order to help you, even though I know if you have the ten sessions, your health and your life will be better. Anybody ever thought of it like that? Now, I'm not accusing anybody of being that way. I'm just trying to explain that really what the driver is when we don't want to prescribe eight, nine, ten sessions is we're often fearful of self, of like what this person will think of me. And I propose a solution where you don't really give a fuck what anybody thinks of you and you just do what needs to be done. Much like back to the conversations this morning, if you live by the, 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 the concept of I will only sell you these orthotics if you need them, I will only sell you this top up or this maintenance or this package of care if I believe you need it and everybody else, you ain't even having the conversation about it and I will only sell you an eight session plan of care having thoroughly examined what the hell is going wrong and match that up to the outcome that you've told me you want. When you do that, it gives you the permission to go, this is what the fuck you need. It's up to you whether you take it. And when you again, with the ferocious confidence to do that, 
people actually start buying it just because it's the confidence. Back to your back to your point. So if confidence is the effect, back to cause and effect. Confidence is the effect. The cause is your understanding again of what you're selling. And and really almost the duty to say to the person, I can do this one of two ways. If you want the cheap route, there it is. If you want the real route and the or, or not even the cheap route, that's wrong. If you want the quick fix route, there it is. If you want this solved, or what I currently know as being the best possible way of solving this for the long haul, it's this. Which one do you want? And never ever forget to give them that option. Lack of choice is the thing that they push back on. If you're ever worried about anything, let them be the one who decides. You can do it this way, or you can do it that way. And when invariably you give somebody a power or an option, it's like a hot potato. They'll give it to you back because they don't like it. It's the biggest irony of life. Everybody craves, look at Brexit. It's the biggest fuck up of mankind. We want to say, we want to say, we want to say, we want to say, right, have you fucking say. Now we've had our say, oh fuck, maybe we shouldn't have had our say. If you pulled, if you went back and did that referendum, there's no way on God's earth we'd be leaving Euro. No way. You've had like a two year look at like the fucking mess. If you think it's this bad now, what the fuck's it gonna be like when we've actually left? But people will have had a glimpse of like, of it, and now it's, oh no, shit, no, I don't want, I want anything to do with this. But at the time they think they want it, and then when they actually get it, nobody wants it. Nobody knows how to deal with any form of power, decisions, control, because there's too much responsibility. So back to your patience. If you give it to them, they'll give it to you back. But you must be the one, you must communicate it in a way that they believe they made the decision. Even if the decision was, I'm giving it back to you. Because I trust you enough. This is psychology. If you're trusting me, if you're giving me the power, you're not hurting me here. You're not trying to harm me. You're giving me an option to make a decision on what should, what should we do next. And the fact that you've given them the option is enough of a signal to say, this person has no ulterior motive. I will give it to them back. And then you actually get to decide. And it is always predicated against, now this is where the gals come in and the team on the front desk, it's always against what was said, this is why I'm booking these appointments in the first place. Why are you calling this clinic? It's because I have this problem, this problem, and this problem, and I wanna be able to do this. Now, if that's what you still wanna be able to do, this is my recommendation very few people will drop off. Very few people won't show up. I can spot it a mile off in any clinic that I've worked with or go into. I've watched them, I've been in, I've seen evaluations. It's computer on the fucking lap, typing away. Well, yeah, so Dr. Shin says you're here for knee pain. Yeah, I'm here for knee pain. All right, good. Did he give you any uh, pills? Yeah, he gave me some pills. Did he give you any exercise? This is literally the body language. No, uh, no, he didn't give me. All right, so we look at some exercises then. Yeah, that would be good. Give me some exercises. All right, good. So w what would you like to be able to do? Why do you want to get rid of me knee pain? All right, good. We'll have a few sessions and we'll get you out of here. Eh? Yeah, let's get me out of here with a few exercises. That is 101 physio. That, were you ever taught in uni how to do an evaluation properly? There's the problem. Nothing, no understanding of psychology, agreement, motivation. It baffles me that them fucking jerks who are running this country and running that NHS don't understand that it's one thing having a doctor there, it's another thing getting somebody to see, believe, buy into, be motivated enough even when it's free, they don't fucking show up. Yes or no? Mm -hmm. What's the biggest problem in the NHS? 
when you walk into a doctor's, what's the fucking sign that you see every time? The missed appointments. So it's nothing to do with money, is my point. Then, and the numbskulls running it don't get it. It's because they think that just because you're giving somebody something, that they're going to do it. Most people, if you give them a fucking winning lottery ticket, wouldn't be asked to cash it. Like, they, they, they wouldn't even bother to check the bloody things. So none of this has got anything to do with money. And, and that proves the point. That the biggest, there's two biggest issues in the NHS. Missed appointments and communication. There's no coincidence that the two go hand in hand. You didn't communicate with me well enough in a way that I understood why I should come. Therefore, I won't come. It's more to do with the physical the commitment, the thing I'll have to give up to be here is actually the reason that most people don't come. Nothing to do with money. They'll verbalise it as money in our world, but it's being proven that in the NHS, where it's free, there's still the same problem exists. So your ability to understand what motivates, what drives, how to get somebody to buy in is actually significantly more important than any diagnostic skills ever. Because if I can't get you to come back, you'll never get the benefit. You'll never get to sample my skills, my new certificate in acupuncture or whatever it is. So everything has to start from that. So what else affects the PVA? Could it be things like 24-hour callbacks to Absolutely. make sure that Massive. happens? 24-hour callback. How consistently is that being done? It's that's daily. And how has that helped? It's just, yeah. It's the ones you get hold of, it's just, you know, we're kind of just saying, um, you're saying Jordan, and you know, yeah. on your first session, you know, there's quite a lot of information. Did you understand everything he'd said, and blah blah blah? And then that's when they can usually say, Oh, he did mention about a payment thing, and I, I didn't know what to do. Like sometimes they have Bang. a payment conversation, and but something that obviously they're thinking about, or it could just be something like, Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to go swimming, I totally forgot to ask him, Oh, well, that's what I'm here for. Like, yeah. and it just little mm. things like that where they've walked out. And you just say, like, I'm here to communicate between you. It's like, uh, I'll, I'll get straight in touch with Johnny or Jordan and yep. so on. So it does it. Don't, don't be, and get on my, t I love this. And this is, these are the tiny differences that make the difference to plans of care and PVA. It's like a kinetic chain. Every cog at every point affects the next one. Don't be frightened even at the end to say something like, and is there anything going to get in the way of, of uh, you achieving the outcome or completing the plan of care? Just a wonderful question. Just ties them. Is there anything that's is there anything that's likely to crop up, or anything that's going to get in the way? Uh, you could you could preload it with something like your success is important to us. Are you getting the outcome that that um, you've asked for is important to us? Is there anything likely uh, after this conversation? Is there anything likely to get in the way of you completing the plan of care? Because once we get you to that completed plan of care, the chance of your success is through the roof. That's the, you're getting a firm commitment then, because you're either getting a, well, it could be time, a holiday, money, you, you're having that conversation with them there and then, rather than the, it just crops up two weeks later. Say the sentence again, please. Oh, I, I will, but I, I'll try and help you. Natalie did this to me the other day, right? Exactly. Natalie did this to me the other day. We were talking about health insurance, right? And I said, when you buy this health insurance, first of all, I went, I'll do it. And I went, no, fuck it, you can do it, right? She went, well, what do I have to say? I said, well, what do you think you have to say? I'm like, well, before you put the phone down, having paid the like 400 quid or whatever it's gonna cost, can you ask them, in this scenario, will we be covered? In this scenario, will we be covered, right? So I said, child's illness. We run to a medical agent, you know, medical care center, and we get a bill for 150 quid for some antibiotics and haven't seen the doctor. Child picks up chicken pox. 
happened already when we've been abroad. No other child might get it. Yes. Will we be covered? Yes or no. We're in a car crash and we get airlifted to hospital. You're driving the car and we crash and we get airlifted to hospital. Somebody else crashes into us and whatever else, right? She went, well, can, can you just write all them down from this? I went, no. Like, why don't you think? It's a wonderful word, think, right? Spend five minutes just thinking through the reason that you want insurance in the first place. What's the reason for insurance? Well, it's to cover you, all right? In what scenarios? And, and you actually just start to think through what is the reason that we're getting health insurance and then you are able to ask a question. And she's seen it many times where I've spoke on stage and people are like, slow down, slow down, right, let me write that down. I'm like, no, because whatever comes out of my mouth is my understanding of the situation and that's why it sounds so fluid and so effortless. For you to try and copy it, it won't work. What has to happen is your understanding of why I'm asking this question in the first place. So why I'm asking this type of question, it gets rid of any white elephants in the room. If I ask you the question, great, so you're very, very happy. Yes, I'm happy, good. Is there anything else, your success is important to us, is there anything else that is likely to get in the way of you completing a plan of care? It's just that when we know a patient completes a plan of care, they get the success and the outcomes that they've asked for. Do you get me? Yeah. That's it. It's tied against that. So my question is, look, is there anything that's likely to get in the way of you completing a plan of care, John? No? Good. It's just that when we know, uh, when we get a patient to a completed plan of care, we know that they have a very, very good chance of achieving the outcome. So psychologically, what I'm doing is passing it to them to say, this is on you. The, I'm basically saying the only thing that can get in the way of you getting the outcome that you want is who? Yeah. You. Which is true, by the way, for most people in life. The only thing that's getting in the way of anybody getting what they want in life is who? It's the person looking at them in the mirror. Always. Same with this. Now, if there is something that's going to get in the way, they'll say, oh, yeah, I've got a holiday booked, or I've got, oh, I might have a problem with cash, whatever. All right, at least we know, we can talk about it, we can help them. And the very fact that they've communicated it to you probably lessens the likelihood that it'll actually impact you anyway. Yeah. The problem is not the problem. The problem is I didn't expect the problem. Once I've communicated the problem, I'm aware of the problem, and the problem is less likely to be a problem because the problem was never the problem. The problem was that I didn't expect the problem to happen, and that's the problem. Back. Correct. There's your life in a nutshell. Figure it out. That was back to the point this morning, that my real issue was expectation. I expected you to buy me flowers on Valentine's Day. You didn't buy me flowers on Valentine's Day. I'm now pissed. I don't even like flowers, I just expected them. Says every woman I've ever dated on Valentine's Day. <laughs> every woman everywhere in the world. Yeah, do you get the point? Same with patients. It's not that, that it's the problem, it's that they didn't expect the problem and because they didn't expect it, they didn't know how to deal with the problem. If only they could communicate it to us, it would be a lot better. So the callback's massive, the confidence of the physios, the positioning on the phone from the secretary, here's why you're here, here's what makes us different, here's what we really do. Uh, patients come here to get this type of outcome, telling them stories around people who've got very similar benefits. What are you, what are you looking for? I want to be able to get, I've hurt my foot. All right, what would you like to do if we fixed your foot? I'd like to play golf again. Good, that's exactly what we do. Six people in recently who love to play golf. Lady came in from Middlesbrough, she's back on the course. Five guys from Seton came in. Back pain, knee pain, gone. All of those things are getting me, the consumer, bought into buying anything that I need to buy to get the outcome because I'm a lot more confident that you know how to provide it to me. That makes sense? Social proof one-on-one. The more that I see the game of business, 
again, my reflections on last year and, and my own understanding of what drives the success of a business, social proof. At any point, if you can play social proof off, unbelievable. Biggest thing that we looked at in this, the American business, the marketing business, that I thought we were bad at and are bad at, we have unbelievable things happening from events to case studies, the, some of the biggest and best events in America in this profession I'm putting on, and we don't even fucking put them out. We don't put them on Facebook, we don't Instagram live it, we do nothing. And yet Joe Schmo with fucking six people in his shitty little room is like Facebook and every single aspect of it. I don't do social proof very well. Now there's reasons for that because I'm not a very social guy and I don't like all that shit, but I'm gonna have to get a commitment to go beyond it. But that was just in my reflection of it all that I don't believe we do social proof very, very well in this business. So the diametrically opposed view of the world is that if you do do social proof well, you'll have a better business. And I think a way to get PVA is to, uh, and increase PVA is to talk to people more about how other people like them got the outcome that they want, which wasn't more flexibility and less scar tissue in their fucking perineal tendon. It is the thing that they came for that the perineal tendon stopped them from doing and exaggerate the shit out of the story if you have to. If they're playing golf, they've just beat their best ever handicap as a result of your treatments. They now don't need to spend 50 quid on the buggy and the 50 quid is behind the bar and they have a right jolly up on the 19th and that's the fun of playing golf. We don't need to make it up, we've got a well. There you go. Well, you do, you do, you do, you do, you do. And this is what I've said many times. So many if you look, all of the clues for everything that you need are around you. Every time that phone rings, you are in possession of a story, of somebody who, when the next time the phone rings, needs to hear the story that just took place. And again, how do you make me feel better about going to somewhere that I don't want to go? Tell me that other people like me have gone to somewhere that they didn't want to go and loved it. That's what your parents would do to you. Oh, so-and-so comes here, does it? Right, we're coming. Oh, so-and-so goes to there. Oh, so-and-so went there last year. Oh, mom, I don't want to go there this weekend. Oh, well, your best friend, he went last year with his mom and dad, did he? All right, let's go. Not exactly that, but you get my point. You've all had and been motivated by somebody by being told that somebody that you like or know or is like you went before you. Your opinion and view of where you are going changed drastically and your enjoyment of it. Because they enjoyed it, so you will enjoy it. We're literal. The world's literal. Nine out, nine out of ten of this world are literal. Tell them that that happened and most people will have no reason to believe that it didn't happen. But you don't even need to make it up. You've all answered the phone to that many people. There's only so many stories and outcomes that they want to hear. So I want to walk, I want to play golf, I want to sleep, I want to get back to work, I want to see my kids, and one or two of the stories. That's it. Arrival rate, what causes them to show up? By the way, my arrival rate would be 95%. What are we looking at for arrival rate? I'm gonna have to open this window again, Jess. What's what? It's turned off. You can set on the radio, radio if you want, Jess. Right, arrival rate. What causes the arrival rate to swing up or down? Call. The call. Yeah. What? Here's the big thing to understand. On your call, it's not what you say, it's what you don't say that will affect it. I'll say that again. It's not. It's on the call. It's not what you say that causes them to, to show up or not show up, it's what you don't say that causes them to show up or not show up. So what, what could be two or three fatal things that if you forget to say on that first phone call will limit the likelihood that somebody will show up? What do you think? 
Remind them why. Remind them why. I would go further and change the terminology rather than remind them why, help them understand what the why actually is. Because they, they don't actually know, most of them, what the why even is. Because they'll verbalize it as foot pain. They'll verbalize it as I'm, I've got back pain. They'll verbalize, so my why for the hip. What's my why for the hip? Because you don't want to end up like your mother. Fucking damn right do I not end up, want to end up like my mother. In many ways. <laughs> it's like a personal. <laughs> but you get my point. That's the drive. So what's, what is it about your hip that, 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 you know, is there anything affecting you? Have you got any history of anything in your family? Oh yeah, my mother. Oh right, what happened to your mum? I should surgery. All oh, right, so that's the thing you want to avoid. Absolutely. How did you know? Oh, I don't know, I asked. <coughs> it's there. That's your real job. And, and more often than not, when somebody calls, they know that that's, they, they kind of semi know, but they can't quite put their finger on what that is because the brain is so powerful at the, pa at, the, at the pain and the restriction level. And yet, that's the bit that consumes a lot of people as their reason for coming, but the bit that keeps them awake at night. What's the conversation that happened at 10 o'clock at night and the telly's off, it's pitch, pitch black and they're lying in bed and this thing's still hurting. That's the conversation that drives them to physio to have as many sessions as they actually need. Yeah. What else? With, uh, <coughs> with insurances, because the uh, medical agencies, it, 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 well, it's more strict now, it's two DNAs or something, and then the, the, the file's yeah. closed. Um, but what I tend to do, if, if anyone's ever one of those ones who tends to be a bit late, or one of those ones who has DNA once, I'll, I'll just bring it up. I'll say, well, insurance companies, like, a year or so ago, they really started clamping down if, if, you, if you miss two. They just instantly close your files, nothing we can do about it. So I hate for that to happen to you because because we want to be at help. So you make it seem like they're doing the best form doing some one of them. That's that's what's yeah, going to happen. Always. So you're it's again, there's the driver. Yeah. My new thing is that our appointment system is linked up to the directly to the insurance mm. company. So because they'll go, oh, can you not just? You yeah. Know, I have this, this, this yeah. You know, and I say no, it's already automatically linked up. They know that you they know that you haven't come in. <laughs> I've done the same with a private patient, your Caroline, Johnny, and he said he was saying, "Oh, uh, I, well, I can't access it because he was kicking off about that." I, I said, "Oh, you'll, you'll have to pay to re like attend any of your appointments." And he was like, well, "What do you mean?" I said, like, "That's just the way the system works." And I was like, "I'll, I'll see if I can think it." Well, yes, if you could see, because um. Was he with an insurance company, like? No, I come in no, private. private for free. You, you oh, got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he went, well, I'm not even paying, I'm not even paying for my physio. I'm not paying for... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was like, right, OK. So that <laughs> speaks volumes. Well. Yeah. I see him in the pub all the time. He's, uh, he hasn't mentioned a thing. He won't even look at me now. Still <laughs> 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 never, never bought me a fucking drink. realise the importance of it. Exactly. Now we're talking. They don't. They don't get the consequences. Is what we're talking well, about that here. That was the reason behind sort of just slipping it in. That, that well, it's what can happen because it's like, well, if they see a consequence rather than yeah. just thinking, well, if they don't turn up, so just keep booking me back in. And it doesn't matter. Let's the, let that. What we're talking about there is a PVA. That's how you'd influence the PVA. What we're talking about here is how do we get them there. That's probably not a conversation we'd have on the phone. What's the two or three things that if let's go back, we've definitely got one. Um, which is the why. Help them understand the why. If they don't understand the why, they ain't coming, right? They'll, they'll make the appointment, they'll get buyer's remorse or buyer's regret. Three or four days goes between the, the confirmation and the actual appointment time, it's no man's land. What could go wrong 
in that space is impacted by what you usually don't say on that phone. So one is the why, whatever, what else? The, the, uh, the fear of the process. Like if they didn't understand what they were going to go into in the first place, then they might be less likely to turn up. Yep. So like guiding them through the scenario and what they're going to uh, find when they come in. Most people, when they are fearful of not getting the outcome, worry about the process. Massive, massive to understand. If you are certain in the outcome, you don't give a shit how big the incision is in the chest. It's, this is huge psychology. If you are uncertain in the outcome, you always default to anything that could go wrong and you're basically looking for reasons not to go ahead with it. Or what will you do, blah, blah, blah. Anybody in, in healthcare who starts to ask those types of questions, you're basically letting them lose sight of the outcome. You don't give a, f do any of you ask how many times the cog turns on the flight, on the engine, what do the propellers do? What will the seat look like? Will my belt like, have you ever asked those questions? It's the same point because you are certain in the outcome that you're gonna get. Plane takes off and the plane lands. Well, whatever else happens, who gives a shit? When it comes to uncertain outcomes like healthcare, they default to the tactical knee, what, how many stretches, how much massage, will it hurt, and all these types of things because they've lost sight of the outcome. So again, you have to be careful not to get sucked into the, we'll do this, this, and this, and really actually jump back to the, hey, listen, we'll get you this outcome. It doesn't really matter which way Johnny goes around the thing. All that matters, the only thing that matters, you will have some say in what he does, and ultimately, that he'll get you the outcome. Because let's face it, right, let's put it into the dental analogy. Uh, you, you imagine, right, the day will come soon where Harry needs to go to a dentist and his teeth are going to need this and he's going to get all the, Mom, what, what will happen to me when I get there? Well, you'll sit in the chair and you'll open your mouth up and you'll look in your teeth and he's going to get this drill and don't worry, the drill won't hurt because he'll have put this fucking 12-inch needle in your mouth beforehand and that's all right, that won't hurt either because he'll have like, swilled your mouth with this anaesthetic that'll make you sick and, blah, blah, and it's like, oh, shit. Like, there's no possible way of actually explaining in a way that is positive what will happen in the situation. And it is so easy to get sucked into it that ultimately what will happen is your tooth will come out and you will be in less pain than you are today. That's something that I can cling to. And the practitioner in health that can have the patient understand that wins. Now, you may dip back into it. Oh, absolutely, look, don't worry. Whatever happens, whatever Johnny does, there's many different ways to get to the point of, of the outcome that you want. But really, what's at stake here is the fact that you want to be able to walk again. Is that right, Mrs. Smith? Yes, it is. All right, good. Look, we had a lady in last week, exactly the same, little nervous, little frightened, never had physio before. She's having a great time up in the hills in Gisborne right now. She's up there in her walking club. Remember the joke? Remember when I was in, when was I was in San Diego? What was the one I said about the walker? And I couldn't, um, it was something to do with the husband. Did you, uh, who'd you go walking with? It was something about the walking club, right? And it was like, uh, uh, the, let's imagine the wife trying to go, um, oh, that's right, who'd you go walking with? Your husband. All right, well, if you're not coming for treatment, who'd your husband go for walking with? <laughs> like, it was along those lines. I was talking about all of the different drivers for, like, people to get back to treatment. Because if, if you go walking with, like, a, a couple of, like, women or a group or whatever, and all of a sudden the woman can't go for the walk and the husband starts walking with this, like, other 65-year-old lady who's just lost her husband, <laughs> there's your motivation for, like, 27 sessions in the next week. She will be back. She will be back walking within a week and <laughs> yeah you know I, I, I remember 
I, I remember I dropped it in as we were talking about like the whole concept of drivers that if you made that if you allowed that you know or not allowed is the wrong word but if you very passively pointed out to Mrs Smith that Mr Smith is walking without Mrs Smith and there could be a Mrs Smith in the wings <laughs> waiting up those hills <laughs> Mrs Smith original may be slightly more motivated to fix knee problem and that is the cause of, by the way, will be, and again I'm joking, but that type of thing will be going on, that I, I have to do this for this reason. That everybody needs a reason over and above the pain is the point always with everything that, that um, we do. So arrival rates affected by um, them understanding why they come in, the consequences of not coming, and ultimately a lack of certainty in the outcome. That if they're allowed to believe that when that phone goes down, you don't understand what they want, which is a big thing. The why is one thing, but do you, do you get what I want? Do you really, really get what I want? Because if I think, if I think I put that phone down and I didn't do a good job of explaining to you what I want or you didn't do a good job of asking me what I want, buyer's remorse kicks in and the brain will turn in on itself and it'll be like, I don't think I really explained it well enough and if I didn't explain it well enough, there's no point in going because they're not going to be able to get me what I want. So that, that's your job to get crystal clear on what the outcome is and ideally align a story of somebody else even if it's some modified version of Mrs Smith who likes to play golf as well who came in and got the treatment that that, that this person needs and ultimately the outcome. That makes sense? And then it's your job in the treatment room to continue that. Rachel or, or um, sorry, Vicky told me that you want to do this. Let's get to work. You're, you're aligning the stars. That the stars started in the newspaper with a, I believe that this company seems to be able to help or seems to be able to understand my problem, which if we track all this back, in fact, I'll stay on this point. If the marketing message says one thing, i.e. I'm calling for independence and pills and surgery, which is what it does, or knee pain, and then I call up and the girl on the phone or the guy on the phone starts to talk to me all about this great physio and acupuncture and this great treatment and how wonderful physio is, there's a disconnect there. You've took me off on a tangent. That This now becomes about physio because the conversation was dominated by physio. But if the conversation is aligned with, why did you call us? What, there's a great question we um, spoke about recently on a coaching call, something along the lines of, have you been on our website? Yeah, what was it that attracted you to us? As in, what did you see on that website that you really liked? Was it something in the video? Was it something in the headline? Was it something that you read? And they'll say, oh, oh yeah, I liked so-and-so. How did you hear about us? Oh, I read the book. Well, what was it in the book that made you think that we were the ones to help you? That tells you that that's the thing that they want. So the conversation is aligned. So back to how the stars join up, the star starts brightly with marketing. It continues on the phone to be connected and it's continued in the treatment room. That if, for example, Robin, the conversation in the marketing was about surgery or I want to keep independent and I want to keep walking until I'm 85. Great. Jess finds that out and now is like, yeah, 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 independence, yeah, we can help you walk and lots of people call us because they want to walk further and they don't want arthritis and they don't want surgery and they don't want to be stuck inside for six months when the bad weather comes. That's, now I'm like, I'm as a patient thinking this place gets me. They really, really understand what I want. Now if you come along and go, oh, so what do you want to be able to do? play football this weekend or you know go for a run or do the whatever there's a disconnect there that causes the drop-off there we go again
So the arrival rate is increased because you connected the star in the marketing, but it now drops in the PVA because you start speaking about something else. These planets didn't collide. At every point, everywhere, why did you come to us? Why did you choose us? You had 27 other providers in Gisborough. Why us? What was on the website or what was on the newspaper ad that attracted you to choose us over all of the other choices? And let them answer the question. And whatever that is, is the thing that you keep speaking about. Okay, completed plan of care. What would affect a completed plan of care? Anybody? Not being communicated to tell them what they should anticipate throughout the sessions, like how they should be feeling, you know, like... Re reinforcing the core value all the way through and not forgetting about the core value. Okay, so which goes back to the what's in the marketing? That's, the, that's the, uh, the, the vital bit that I want you to remember or visualize that ultimately, let me scrap a piece of paper. Ultimately you have your MM, your marketing message. That's the driver. That's the bit that's a little understood. So my joke there about the lady who uh, husband might now be walking up the woods with some other lady, right? It's a joke, but it's actually a really, really good metaphor, if you like, for the fact that the pain is not the problem. Ultimately, human beings are driven not by pain because the body's ability to deal with pain is the best ever. It's like it is just wonderful at releasing adrenaline or whatever it needs to do or forcing you to rest. The very fact that uh, uh, the body becomes immobile is its way of dealing with pain, right? And the very fact that it releases adrenaline to somebody who's broken their leg is so that they can get home and put their feet up and do nothing, essentially get in a cave and let the whole thing fix itself. Now that's how ultimately the body evolved. So the pain aspect of it is never, ever the driver. 19 out of 20 times is not the driver. They'll lead with it because that's the conversation that they want to have. They ain't going to tell you that they're worried about their husband speaking to some other 65-year-old lady at the top of the mountain while they're not there. Although it could be a driver. There'll be other drivers, such as infection, don't want to get caught up all winter, stuck in a chair, fear of having to go in a home, all these types of things. They are the primary drivers of your life. We all have our version of them, and by and large, the more serious they are, if you like, the consequence, the faster and more likely they are to be committed, which is why when you get someone who comes in at 65, 67, 70, if I, if I did a study in this business of the PVA of somebody aged 65 to 75, it'll be through the roof. It'll be significantly higher than somebody 45 to 50 because they are, at that point, gambling with independence and they ain't going to do it. Would I be far off? The ease of which you can book somebody out on a plan of care, the older that they get, will be proportionate to how many sessions. Or the ease of which somebody books out a plan of care will be directly proportionate to their age is my very bold prediction and has nothing to do with cash and everything to do with A, how much now they value their health, and B, how motivated they are to get the most out of what they've currently got left, which is, as they see it, is getting less every year, or for obvious reasons, which goes back to, again, it's nothing to do with money. There is an internal driver that forces somebody to make a decision. Our job on the phone in the marketing message is to connect with that, and if they can't verbalize it, you have to bring it out. So back to this point, the marketing message stimulates the driver. Marketing moves people away from pleasure, away from pain. Do you want to avoid this? Do you want to not have this happen to you? Do you want to not have this? Are you worried about this? Yes. All right, move. Pick up the phone, fill out a form, or come to the clinic. The next part of the process is essentially into sales, almost, which is you, front desk people, which is now connecting. Your job is to find, figuratively, whatever that 
star looks like? What, what was the star that, that guided you here? Which wouldn't have been pain. So if that's the front desk, and that's the newspaper, the next thing that takes place is the disco or the eval. Now really what has to happen is whatever that North Star was, that was the, the primary, the driver of the, um, the, the driver was there, the driver was the marketing. So the driver of the behavior, the forced the phone to ring, the forced the form on the website to be filled out or forced them into the clinic in the first place was in the marketing. Your job to increase the likelihood of the arrival rate staying at 95% is to find out what that star is. And the next real job is to communicate to the physio what that North Star was. And then the job of the physio is to never ever stop speaking about the North Star. So when I'm given a prescription, so back to my PVA, I'm basically saying, if you want to achieve this, this North Star that you connected to two weeks ago in Paul's newspaper ads, option A, option B. In fact, option A won't achieve the North Star. Option A will achieve the pain relief. But if you want the North Star, the thing that drove you to us in the first place, because there's not a single mention on, and this shouldn't be lost on you. You go look at that website, it does not talk about relieving pain. It talks about stopping the worry over what's going wrong, and so on. Well, I'll just, it is, I'll just get rid of it. Remind me to put that back up. Um, there isn't a single mention anywhere on the website about are you in pain, are you suffering with pain? You'd have to dig, dig and dig and dig to find it. What there is, is all of the, are you worried about? Are you fearful of? Would you like to be able to do this more? Are you worried about independence? Would you like to know what's wrong? Do you want to avoid surgery? So if you understand all of that, that, that really is their driver. You can't then connect them to pain in the discovery or the evaluation because that isn't what brought them in in the first place. Now, if my website said pain relief, getting a quick, fast, easy pain relief in 24 hours, that's what they want. But nothing in Paul's big sort of world, if you like, when it comes to marketing, talks about any of those things. So that's the thing that I think you need to focus on. Um, that then ultimately will affect a completed um, plan of care, which is where we're going back to. So never stop speaking about the North Star. What, what was the thing? There is this thing in the distance that they want. They want to be able to get to the North Pole. What's their version of the North Pole is what has to be ascertained. It'll have been... It will have been stimulated from the marketing, should have been carried over into a conversation to confirm which bit of the marketing it was or from the website that caused them to be on the phone and with you now, and that gets passed to the physio. And at that point, that's the bit that never gets stopped spoken about, pitched against the plan of care, pitched against the outcome, pitched against the top-ups, pitched against coming back however many times they need, orthotics and so on. Everything goes back to what was their motivation in the marketing, confirmed by Jess, Vicky, whoever on the front phone call, picked up on and always communicated in every single session by the physio. If you do that, I promise you, eight out of 10 will see it through. More, nine, nine out of 10 will show up and eight out of 10 will see it all the way through. It just defies logic for it not to happen. And the brain's literal, like it will do. Google works, if you're now Google AdWords, works how, how the whole thing. The, the best advertisers on Google literally match up what you've searched for in your search bar. So if you, if you put in um, handbags, right, I want a new handbag. If you put in Gucci handbags, right, you want to take a look at them. The only way that you, the only thing that you'll click on is the thing that says Gucci handbags, right? They could be white handbags, brown handbags, 
nice handbags, the best handbags, cheap handbags, 50% off handbags, your brain search for Gucci handbags. It's looking for the, the, the line, even if it's all the way down at six and seven, for, Gu for Gucci handbags. NASA scientists have figured the whole thing out. That then if you land on the landing page and it doesn't say Gucci handbags, and it doesn't say Gucci handbags in the URL, and it didn't say Gucci handbags in the video, you won't go any further. Your brain is looking for the thing that it, that it physically typed in. And if it doesn't find the thing, even if there is a Gucci bag and it just says bags, you wouldn't have gone all the way down to, to find it figuratively. So back to us, if the brain at the beginning of time looked in a newspaper ad or read in a book about independence and that's what caused the search, or that's what caused the, dri the, the driving towards the clinic, ultimately that's the thing that will cause them to stick. And I can wholeheartedly tell you that if they then drop off, it's because somebody stopped speaking about that version of the Gucci handbag. You let it be about something else, you let them lose sight of the thing that they were therefore in the first place, the thing that they voted with their feet to come to. Make sense? Conversion, uh, all right, completely plan of care. Conversion from disco visit to an eval. What's, what, what are the three things that you absolutely must nail in a discovery visit to get them to an eval? find out the skepticism. Why, yeah. What else? So the skepticism is evolved or wrapped up in the why are you here, and not as in why you sat in front of me, why did you choose to take a free option? I need to know that. You had an option of getting some care of me today and treatment and whatever else, or a conversation. Why did you choose a conversation? What is the roadblock between us, where you are now, and where you ultimately want to be? What else? What else must be absolutely nailed in that discovery? Or, or to ask a better question, what three things cannot be missed? Cannot, cannot be... The core value. Their core value? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Re their reason why. Mm -hmm. Their reason why... Now, ideally, you should already know that. If they've done a good job, yeah. you should know that. And to me, you start with that conversation. Come on in, nice to meet you, how's the kids? How's the football team doing? Yeah, Liverpool got beat again, Liverpool won, whatever. Cool, so Jeff tells me here because you want to be able to start walking again with this amazing walking club that you have in Gisborough. Is that your like thing? Do you like to do that a couple of nights a week? Come on in, tell me more. That's how the discovery visit starts. So Jeff tells me here because you've got a problem that's stopping you from playing golf right now. Tell me, what's your handicap? Has that been affected over the last few months? Has that gone up? Has it gone down? How, how are you managing on the golf course? Tell me a little bit more about that. That's, that's the why should have been established. We just want to confirm in the discovery visit that that is what is at stake here. Yeah. Everybody following? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What else? Well, I need to do more cheaper. Yeah. What must happen for outcome to be achieved? Their expectations. Oh, massive. What's their current... What's their expectations of what... Of what it will take to achieve said outcome? Because again, if we let them think that it's just going to be two or three sessions at that point, you will get a disgruntled customer. <coughs> now... If they do come back and say, oh yeah, I think just a few exercises and a couple of sessions, what would you do? If what? If that helps. If they say, oh yeah, I just think it'll take a few sessions and a little... Who says that? The patient. patient. Oh. If, 
if their expectation is it's just one or two sessions and a few exercises, how would you come back? Educate them. That's not going to be the answer. Oh, just, is that what you've Give tried already in the past? Because the oh. someone's listening. Give them the option. Oh. Absolutely. One or two sessions, of course, if you want pain relief. However, if you want this North Pole, here's what I'll need to do. It's up to you. I can absolutely do pain relief in one or two sessions and one or two exercises. However, that's not the best thing that I can do for you. Most people arrive in a physio clinic because they've had some kind of experience before where it was about one or two sessions, get you in, get you out as fast as possible, thinking that that's all physios do. We don't. We can do that, but let me give you another option and then let you have a think on which one you want from me. So yes, I can do option A, but if you want the North Pole that stimulated the drive in the first place from the marketing, that was confirmed by Jess or Becky or Emily or whoever on the phone, this is what treatment will look like. You can do whatever you want. So you should never lose a patient because of this, but you should always get eight out of 10 who are going, no, no, that's what I want. And you'll see how all of this comes up at every point. This, this game is, it's like, they're chucking a baseball at you, just from different angles. It's the same ball, it's just kind of coming from you, from at you with a different disguise because it's spoken about in a different way. Then ultimately, to get somebody to buy in and go from a discovery to an evaluation, they've still got to feel as though they're in control, they've still got to feel as though they know what they're going to, they've still got to be reminded of the why, they've got to have belief in you, they've got to have a belief in themselves, and they must have had some kind of social proof about other people like them who get the outcomes that they want. What else? Options, we'll put down. They must be given an option. How long they've suffered with it? Yeah. Just to emphasise sort of the importance of yeah. How long have you suffered? Six months. And what, what have you tried in that time? Rest. Ah, so we can conclude that any more rest is not going to solve this problem. Yes. Boom. There's that excuse gone. Sounds good to get um, if they know anyone's already had physio. Yeah. So family members or friends, their experiences. That would be under um, what's your current expectations? Because that'll come out, it's really that question. What's your expectations? My expectations in life are formed by other people's opinions. Or TV I've watched, for most people. <coughs> Fact, think about it. Every single thought you've got in your head is somebody else's. Did you know that? Every single thought that you carry in your head is the result of somebody else's opinion or something you've read or watched, period. Everyone. Every single thought. Where the fuck did it come from? What? <laughs> How does that information get in? Of course it is. You arrive at, there's nothing, oh, what, what initial thoughts when you arrive in this world? You have a big operating system called your brain that's just an open book. How does, what, what, where does anything come from? Everyone's different, everyone's got their own personalities, everyone's got their own DNA. Yeah. It's multiplied though, every single experience you come into contact. But, but you don't know, 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 you
it's everything that you hold in your head is a result of the experiences that you've had. It's it's what you've watched on telly, it's what you've been told, it's what you're allowed to believe. It's deep as shit, but if you really, really dig into it, it's the root of most people's problems because they falsely assume that what they currently know is it. It's like their problems exist because their current version of the solution is all they know and therefore are telling themselves that by the time I'm 35, if there was another problem or another solution to this current problem, I'd have been told it by now. So hence when you do travel and, and so on and you meet different people, different opinions and you are even open to the fact that another option exists to the solution that you are looking for, your um, spectrum expands, your belief in what's possible changes, the uh, information that you collect and so on starts to actually come in and you start to see the same. Ultimately, every single person in this life has got the same problem. We've all just got a different solution. There is, no mo there is only a finite number of problems. It's just how did I conclude a solution to the one that hit me at that time? How did I organize all of the information, the thoughts and so on that I've got, that you've got or I've got or whatever? that one book could have changed the way I see the same problem that you've got. And therefore I've got information that you haven't got, but it's still somebody else's. And that's all the game is. The people who are struggling are ultimately the ones who just see fucking the same thing all day, every day on Facebook or same TV channel or the same whatever it will be. Anyway, there you go. So, uh, conversion to eval to plan of care. What's the difference? So it's like an assessment? Yeah, so an evaluation, consultation, whatever yeah, you want to call it. assessment, they're already sort of bought into the fact that they want to do something about it. They're already known where they want to go. They've already got, they've already got an aim, if you like. Yeah. So they should be more clear on... Mm. What if it's from a taste of an outcome, aren't they? If it's, if it's not from a taste of an mm. I'd still treat the first 20 minutes, well, 15, 20 minutes of that assessment like I would a taster. Yeah. I would still look for that info, even if we had the core value from you guys and you've still got to build up that rapport with the person, and if that makes sense, so that you can find if they are sceptical still, because they, they still might come in for an assessment and have some form of scepticism of physio that they've had in the past, or hence why they're coming to you and if they have been somewhere else, why they've not gone back there. Mm. Well, that typically gives you that time to make the patient feel like they're being listened to, isn't it? And they've said everything they want to say and you don't like that. But I think if they're paid for an assessment and they're looking for an outcome there and then, and if it's still free, taste and they're still just testing the water, they're not oh, actually sure. Who, let me ask you this, who is the discovery visit for? Who is the discovery for? People <laughs> who've been let down. People who um, have never had physio. People who were being told that nothing can help them, like all those kind People of things. People have NHS you. Why do we offer it in the first place? See if we can help them. To get a different angle to what they've already tried. Yeah, so they can come in, meet us and see that we're not, that you're not walking into your yeah, what you, right, yeah. You're not walking into a doctor's surgery, you're not walking into... You're coming in to yeah. listen to... Yeah. Yeah. Not, not gradual, gradual process as opposed to just immediately uh, looking after you going ahead with the plan. If they're not sure, they're not running. So, it's two schools of thought. Is it to see if we can help, right, which was communicated there by Ashley, <laughs> or is it to allow them, is it to see if we can help, which is one angle, or is it to allow them to see for themselves 
for themselves. What ought to be done or what can be done for themselves, which is from their point of view. Do you get me? <laughs> so it's very easy to get caught in the, we'll do this to see if we can help you, right? That's not really what's at stake here. It's, it's for them to conclude that they can be helped by us. That's the total other way around. Because their current position on it is that I don't think that this is what I need. So it's to allow them to find some kind of belief, confidence, certainty, <coughs> view of the world, whatever it will be, in us. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. it's, too, it's too granular to think, we're doing this to see if we can help you. That's like such a one-on-one -on -one view of it. It's like, yeah, we'll do this and we'll see if we can help. Cool. But really why we're doing it is your current stance on physio is that you don't believe that you can, can be helped. So we're doing it to allow you the opportunity to see for yourself if you can be helped. Very different. There's an advert on the telly right now about beds. It's horrendous. It's very good in, in um, every way except this bit at the end. It's some company. It's all over the radio and it's all over the telly. And at the end they go, we recommend you change your mattress every eight years. Oh, yeah, look at the data on Right? Everything's right except that word, we. Because I'm telling you. Even if they went experts, even if they went, every customer that we've surveyed ever said that their bed deteriorated after eight years. See the difference? I'm like, I'm buying, I'm into that. But this company's blatantly trying to sell me a bed who says, we recommend that you change your mattress every eight years. Now at this point, I don't know you, I've got no trust. If I'm face to face and I haven't spoke to you for half an hour, then you can recommend that after eight years it's up. But to start with, it's got to be some doctor saying, I've seen a bazillion people have back surgery and a bazillion people could have been saved had they changed their mattress within eight years. Go buy one from these fuckers. Or all of the most successful and happy customers that we've ever serviced over the last 20 years have had one thing in common. They've all, ex they've all lived amazingly energetic and healthy, fun-filled lives, and they all had one thing in common. They all changed their mattress every eight years. And at that point, it's, well, that's what I need. That's what I want, so that's what I need to do. It's selling without actually being sold. You get me? Mm-hmm. I'm just laughing because my mind works completely different when I say that at first. I think, hey, yeah, that's good going. Like, I usually change mine more often. <laughs> so I'm thinking, that must be a good quality. <laughs> that's how I have my mind. There's always an exception to the rule. But I think that's kind of good going, yeah. There's always an exception to the rule. By and large, more people will be motivated by somebody else, an expert, a doctor, or some kind of social proof that says everybody else does this, rather than, it's probably your just whatever. I There's my credit that. card, just fucking <laughs> There's my money. But given that most people are ridiculously skeptical, ridiculously nervous, ridiculously don't want to spend any money or looking for any excuse not to, to do anything, right? And again, with beds, beds, beds are actually a grudge purchase. Beds are a grudge purchase. If you really analyze what's the number one thing you'll spend most of your life in or on, and yet the amount of money, somebody spends 300 quid on a mattress that last eight years, it's like, fuck. The most, it's, I spend more money on a mattress than anything. Oh, I'm totally I'm busting for a new bed, David. It's the most important thing in your life. <laughs> it's a bed. It affects everything. The quality of your sleep, the... To your next day. The, which affects your next day, your back, your, everything. 
and yet people chuck, they'll haggle over like 50 quid on a fucking mattress. It's like, <laughs> however, but my point is, right, yeah, you're the one in 10, right, who doesn't understand or d doesn't pay attention to that. <laughs> Don't but by and large, more, more people will move because of social proof or an expert that then naturally that ad would have, would have been, well, this is a, a, a company that can solve that problem, go see them. Do you get me? All right, so back to us. We're doing this not to see if we can help you. We're doing this to allow you a very safe, fail-proof environment to see if you can be helped because your current standpoint is you can't be. Otherwise, you'd have booked, you'd have booked a session. It's a very different viewpoint of the world, which is, and this is the difference. It's about them, and this is where I was going back to that ad. That, that phrase of we, we recommend you change your mattress every eight years was self-fulfilling and it was like there was something in it for them to say that which is why it won't work as effectively as experts say you should the, the number one sleep guy in the entire world has just produced a, a research document that says seven years and 36 you know 364 days that would have been significantly more powerful because it's not self-fulfilling we know that we have something to gain by you buying after eight you know after eight years as such so we want them we want that that way as well, but if, to find out if we can help you, we stand again. To find out if you can be helped, you stand again. And we want them to stand again, not us. We're just taking part in the process. That makes sense. It's quite deep and psycho uh, psychology involved, but it's very important. Um, right, what else? It empowers them to make the decision, say. Yeah. Very much. What else? Why else would we offer a discovery visit? It's, I think it's just nice sometimes for them to actually be in our environment to start off with. I agree. Ultimately, there are so many reasons that people say no. I don't know which one it is. And you're not going to know from 25 minutes, even an hour on the phone, that half the time they don't even know. Something called cognitive dissonance builds in that when... Um, when you want something or you know you need something but there's an uncertain outcome cognitive dissonance and ultimately in the middle that's what you end up saying no to the pain that's created as a result of a decision that you can't make you end up saying no to the decision just because you can't make the decision not because you didn't want the thing now the dissonance can build in many many different ways and one of them is that for a lot of people they need to arrive. So if I back up, a lot of people say, Paul, can I do a discovery visit on the phone? I'm like, you can. And you will get three or four out of 10 who will come down because of the discovery visit and that extra step. But you'll still get five or six who need to have been in the environment. They need to visualize it. They need to see it. They need to have known what they're walking into because they're just, it's just awful. And I often use the, even the clients when they come to events for the first time, they'll arrive, for example, in Orlando, there was 150 people in the room. And if you're flying over from England or the West Coast of America, you're on your own. What started out as a look at all these people, and this is a sales um, opportunity to show you how many people are coming, has actually become a bit of a, oh shit, that's a lot of people. And if I don't know them, I'm, I'm an outcast in it. It's actually the other way around now. As a result, we've appointed a chaperone, right? And this is again, coming to our attention and understanding how these things work. When a new member comes to an event or a guest comes to an event from now on, there is a, it's Cameron who's been flown out specifically to do nothing but be at the side of a new member or a guest pass member from six o'clock on Friday afternoon till six o'clock on Sunday. 
uh, introducing them to everybody, meeting them, take them to the bar, have food with them, meet them for breakfast, take them to their seat, meet them at lunchtime, make sure they're sitting next to somebody, introduce them to at least 10 different members, find somebody who's just like them from a different state, a similar state and so on, so that they feel much more integrated. Oh, it's like when you've got yeah. a buddy at school. It's exactly what it is, it's buddy. It is, it's exactly that. So my point is, you just because, I mean, Harry went through the, you know, the buddy thing at school last month or in September. The false assumption is that just because he's 16 and he's six foot one at that point, he doesn't need a buddy in every situation that he's in, or he doesn't need or wouldn't benefit from some kind of better visual or line of sight of the place that he's going to, whether it's for a job interview, starts a new job, and so on and so forth. All of these things are undoubtedly looked over, that because this person you're speaking to is 55 year old and has been around the block a few times figuratively, you think that they have the confidence to come down and they're just gonna bull into the clinic as though they own the joint. They're not. So for most, that is the reason for the discovery visit. I just needed to come and check this fucking place out. There's no rats running around, there's no bats in the corner, there's no cracks, there's no skeletons in the closet. Johnny is as good looking as he looks like on the website. This isn't fake. Like this is not like Tinder where you put one picture up of yourself that was like 25 years ago and like you put the current version of yourself like somewhere else or you've downloaded somebody else's picture and put your picture up instead. Like that's, that's the skeptical world that we live in. That the, these are really nice on the phone but I bet they're not like that when I get there. It's like, all right, we'll just come and sample it before you fucking have to pay any money. It's kind of why we do the discovery visits. And again, roll the red carpet out when the, when the disco visit arrives. We're expecting, yeah, name gets used, even more time. Hey, come on down. Do you know what, Bill? Come on down 20 minutes before the discovery visit. We'll have a coffee, we'll get to know you, whatever. That's the extension of the, the thing that they're actually looking for, which isn't now anything to do with what is going to be said in the, in the evaluation. It's putting to bed all of these fears. And, and I'm, I, business is business, and I back it up with flying Cameron out to Vegas and every event from now on to do that to my newest members and my guests so that they feel very, very comfortable from the minute they arrive in my world till, till the last possible second, because the need now has arisen that it's that big, that it's actually that daunting now for somebody to, to come into. So, right, uh, average patient spend, uh, we know the, all of those things really will affect the average patient spend. If by virtue of it being a 55 pound session or whatever, 60, whatever we charge these days, they have six sessions, six, 12, 18, 24, 30, give or take 350 pounds, is, is round about what we need them to spend up top to, to justify it. Now, bearing in mind, Bearing in mind, something like Google could cost me 70 to 90 pounds a patient to get it to get it to like to fire. But if you're spending a couple of thousand quid a month and you're getting 20 phone calls from Google, you know, you look at 20, 25, 30 phone calls a month from Google. Now not all of them will be from AdWords, it could be anywhere in the region of 60 to 90 pounds. Can I ask how, how does Google cost you 70 quid a patient? How does that work? <laughs> or not? No, not yeah, you can. It's just my brain needs to back up and come back into marketing. It's this, that if I spend £2,000 a month with Google AdWords and we get 20 phone calls from Google AdWords right. who go on to become so a patient. Google AdWords? Like, is that how you Number one. That's that how we get to number one. So yeah, that's how you get so many people say Google, 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 Google. Because right. we, we position it so that we get number one, two or three. 
and our ads and our website is ultimately better than everybody else's cost to click it's called pay-per-click so when you google anything the first three you're in like yellowy color yes or no somebody's yeah. paying to be there every time you click you cost that company about three to five dollars depending upon the category it's in so if you therefore don't go buy anything the cost racks up now what will happen is every 25 or 30 people who click through will ultimately buy something but if it's took 30 people an average of five dollars to get to the point of a sale 10 lots of five is how much 50 30 times right. five so is 150. see our google hold off is your rooms and deal with that way rather than typing in the website that costs you yeah you if they click on the ad if you clicked on the ad yeah because google advertising for you <laughs> Only if you've clicked the ad. Now, Google's not stupid. In the end, they realise that the same person is running the same search over and over, and they would probably think you were fraudulent and a competitor, and therefore they will stop showing you the ad. Google is clever as shit. And or it will be very aware of all of the servers that we've set up an ad on this server that your computer is connected to that server. So when I use my phone, because my account, I own the account, my phone's connected to the account, yeah. when I run a search for Physio, my own ads won't come up because Google knows I'm the owner of the ad account, so it's not gonna show me the ads. So do you pay for the just the ones that are in yellow? Yes, or the ones that are in yellow. And then nothing, you don't pay for the ones underneath, right? Okay. You pay for it, but most people don't scroll. They, they, I know you're gonna say you're the only one who does. <laughs> By and large, most people go with the first one, two or three. I always tend to avoid the first I do, two, as well. Two or three. So, so I'm not that unusual. You're saying you get charged to go on there. You, you would, you would have no, charged. No, the company would get charged. Company does get charged. Because they have to do it. Yeah. By and large, Google is still making more and more money. So nothing's, you know, <laughs> nothing's changing in the world. I'm just waiting fresh clicks. It wouldn't do it. It wouldn't do it. It would just, it would cancel them. They'll just know. They just know that that's not normal behaviour. If you went back and did it three times, it would just cancel. Google would just cancel the whole thing. That it would just know you're taking the piss and you're. A, it, it just, it's not gonna. It's not stupid enough to piss me off as its customer. That it's sophisticated enough to go. If somebody clicks in and out three times in thirty seconds, it's not a customer. It's not a proper game. So they'll just they'll just cancel the whole thing and you wouldn't get charged for the clicks. So. Um, so by being number one, two or three, you're significantly more likely to get ahead. And in a race of, uh, you know, who, who is number one, no, most people don't have a clue what, what actually is those things. Like you didn't know they were ads. That's what I'm saying. You all have some degree of, just most people haven't got a clue what the hell is. Imagine a 65, 70 year old person, like, fuck, get real. Like, they just haven't got a clue what's going on. It's the most convenient thing that you can, and again, what has to happen is you separate your usability from the person. This actually is a, a, the detriment to us when we should be looking at this. Most computers that get bought, get bought with Microsoft, yes or no? Still by and large, even though Apple makes more money, mm. more PCs get sold than, than Microsoft, than Apple. What browser does most PCs come preloaded with? Cool. Yahoo. Mm. Search engine is Yahoo. Look at the first thing you do is switch it to Google, don't you? Bullshit. Not really. 60, 60 year old, yeah. 55 year old. <laughs> oh, yeah, Get real. See, this is my point. I'm not a fucking clue how to do it. I'm asking Bex to like sort mine out. I have no clue how to change anything. Default settings, download it. To most of the, mm. most people, 
will use Yahoo to find Google. I was going to say that's yeah. me. Exactly, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right there and then. And that's my point. He's your 65 year old right there, Yahoo. Well, how, how we all behave and how we all do things is very, very different, right? So our customer at that end of the spectrum is using Yahoo to get to Google, right? Doesn't know that they can like stop that and that that is a preloaded thing that they can change and just go to. So you're trying to tell me that they understand what these three things are and what it all means and how it all works. It's, I searched for this, that's the first thing. There, and, and here's my, my broader caveat on it. Why you currently all look below is because the search that you've looked for, I promise you, will not have been matched up in the thing that you searched for. That's the real reason that you go to five, six, and seven. If you search for Gucci handbags or you search for anything, 42-inch TV for my kid. If my, ha if my headline at number one said 42-inch TV for your kid, you would be trying to tell me bullshit if you're scrolling all the way down past that. You just wouldn't do it. So the real reason you scroll down is because you didn't see what you were looking for when you searched, which is back to my point half an hour ago of how the brain works. Most people are dreadful when it comes to Google AdWords, which is why we do so well on it. And the clients, it's the number one thing we do for clients. It's not rocket science to fix. If I, t I did this with a guy in San Francisco who was on the phone to me, and I put physical therapy and sports injury clinic San Francisco. Six other businesses came up underneath, right? Every one of them was injections, chiropractic, uh, pain relief for this. I was like, fucking hell. If I was running your business now, I would smash this. In, in, within a month, I'd have the phone ringing off the hook because every one of the things that was being bid on wasn't the thing that I'd looked for. It was somebody trying to hack the system, some agency somewhere going, oh, we'll get you number one or we'll get you number two. Uh, around all of these various different pain points that they're not going to buy from because it doesn't reflect what they'd searched for. The brain, in a split second, is looking for a PT clinic in San Francisco. When it sees spinal injections, San Francisco, sports, you know, mm -hmm. sports manipulation, San Francisco, it's not, it hasn't got, it's too lazy to try and work out that that means that. So the easiest thing to do is use that finger and scroll until you find the one that does. And if you don't, you'll go back down and then you'll start clicking in and out in the hope that you'll find one that looks like it. But it's easier to scroll that than it is for your brain to use oxygen and conclude that it means the same thing. That's how human beings behave. That's why I didn't want to answer the question. Sorry, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel educated. Yeah. Well, it's, it's true. And again, it does help if you actually understand what, why so many businesses struggle is they just don't get all of this. They're, they're, my, most of the clients would be like, oh, well, we tried Google AdWords and we set loads of Google AdWords up and, and like we didn't get anything back. And I'm like, you really think it's Google AdWords? Like these dudes are the most cleverest on earth. They have NASA scientists working for them and people have become like billionaires as a result of Google. And you don't think that it works for you. Could it be the way you use it? Always. They don't understand it and they'll outsource it to somebody who ain't got a fucking clue that that's really why people scroll past their ad even when they're number one because the ad didn't match up to what the person thought. Why? Because it takes for fucking ever to load up a bazillion ads to match up all of the keywords and actually sit and think through what a patient will be searching for. That's why it doesn't work. So, um, PT utilization ratio, um, we know that that one really is affected by staff not keeping an eye on the fact that Johnny's seen 27 million patients and actually sat on her ass and only seen five, or Robin saw 92 patients last week and Jordan had another week off because of his back problem. And that also, uh, 
Because <laughs> he couldn't get his scan results from the scan of face. Yeah. You got me scan, me, all right? Yeah. Well, got the, did you get the scan? You shouldn't get the results. Did the scan? I just haven't got the results. Fuckers. Um. <laughs> I said I'll pay for another one for you. Uh huh. How hard have you tried? Come on, this is what Natalie does, and this is the conversation with them. How many searches did you do? In fact, somebody do MRI scan northeast. It was touching Gucci handbags, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Searching Mo Salah. Three at the top, and I didn't like Jürgen, it. Jürgen, here we go. Jürgen Klopp. No, this is what he does. This is what he does now. What would Jürgen Klopp do if he had back pain? What, what did Mo Salah do about his back pain? What did Jordan Henderson do about his back pain? No, he just dived on the floor after the ball rolled. Yeah, it's his heroes. It's his heroes. Got a new fish that is called Jürgen. I bet. Oh, so there's this out there. Yeah. German fish. Now I was always What's happening with Celtic? So there's one in Newcastle Clinic. There's one. Not, in Newcastle. Not anywhere further. There's one in Newcastle. She's telling you where you are. Oh. There's one in Newcastle. Okay. Uh, oh, that's come up quite a lot actually. The Newcastle Clinic. Oh. There you go. So now you'll use them because okay. your brain's seen it more. Yeah. Now you've got social proof that goes in the back of your brain. Google is showing me this one six times. Therefore, it's more important than all of the others. I'll now use them. There's how your next decision would be made. If you were defaulting to that, you didn't do the number one thing. The next thing you do is which one have I seen the most? Because it now feels familiar. Your, your logical brain concludes that because you've seen it five times in ten, it's the one. It's the best. I still stand by it that most of you scrolled because it didn't show. What did you search for, actually? So I typed in MRI scan T side. Does any of them say at the top MRI scan? On any of the ads, say MRI Just scan. Private there MRI you go. Scans. Is that what you search for? No, that's so not that's what you're what looking I'm for. Exactly. So, um, it's a real reason you scroll. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I know, I know. It's true. I'm not it's true. <laughs> See, no, no, they're all selling themselves. They're all going private practice, Teesside, um, you know, Nuffield Alliance, whatever. They're all they're all selling their, their thing, and they're not just all. That's the thing that pisses me off with all of this. Just give the user what they want. Send them to a web page that says private MRI scan T-side or whatever you search for, with a video of somebody saying, "Are you looking for an MRI scan in T-side?" with a form that says, "Get your MRI scan in T-side." And you know what the best thing about it is? Google will charge you less for doing it because you've matched the expectations of the user. So a good ad which works like that, costs you half the price of a bad one that somebody clicks through and nothing happens from it. The false assumption is you pay more to get to number one. It's the other way around. You pay less to get to number one because your ads are better and Google rewards you for being better. There you go. Right, medical agency referrals, 66 a month is what we need, 18 a week. Right. Is that what we've been getting on? That's what we need. We're not far off, but we oh, need. Right. My target, <laughs> assuming that they're having six sessions, is 18 a week on my budget. A numerical figure will be matched up to if we hit round about 18 to 20 per week at six sessions each. So to me, that is gonna be achieved by relationship building. So the question would be, if that's the effect, what's the cause? It's the relationship building. That it needs to be somebody's job every two weeks or three weeks or whatever you think is the appropriate cycle to build, schmooze, kiss ass, ring up, ask, later situation, Christmas card, Valentine's card, birthday card, whatever has to happen. Did we hear anything from the <laughs> about going into... No, she said she was going to get in touch. About who? 
they're in group to potentially try to get more of them. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were going back to the other, the way that they used to do that. Wasn't that what you ran yeah, by she me? Wants to, she wants, basically, she wants us to go out with all this community support you're on about. She wants us to go out and yeah. speak to the staff yeah. in like small groups to show them the perks of what they can use. Because when she's even given the drivers, say, like, that's the number you can contact them. Eh? Well, sounds like you lot are yeah, fucking doing out. Um, no one's using it, huh? so she wants us to go out. Can't wait, I go to America. Yeah. Go, in, go in and shout out. Go on, Jess, I think you should. No, it'll be more than shut up. I haven't got it in me. He's laughing. I haven't got it in me. I've just said, I think they're all calling, that's what they're laughing. No, it's something to do now that he's shouting. I only have it in me when I mean it. And I'm not Oh, yeah, yeah, they're all doing something. And I walked in and caught them, and they all stopped straight away, and they're like, like, didn't know what to do, did they? I'm just, I'm running them there. I've seen that, you put it up there, so you sat there. Good as gold. Yeah, there's Amy doing her work, as usual. Yeah. And you were like, let's go and see what the yeah. guys are up to, and they all went... Yeah. <laughs> Pretending to be working. Just stop. Right, so medical agency referrals. That's the target, 66 third-party referrals, 66 a month, um, 18 to 20 a week. 654. Yeah, 18 a week would be over. But factoring in Christmas where you're off and so on, that's I, I would actually say you're really looking for about 20 a week. Is the, it would be the benchmark factoring in the season where people are not sending and so on. So that again, that's the effect. The cause is relationship building. How do we build relationships with these referral sources just to make sure that the best ones, that's all we want, the best ones send us, the best pair, the easiest to work with, nicest to work with, and so on, that it doesn't ever drop below that. And always the question is, what can we do to get more? I think we well, need the thingy solicitors more because we get like the fees from them. Yeah, they're, and they're, the they're, easiest, a another e they're an easier one to. Is your old place? Do they stand out? Still? It's Darlington, so I haven't really got a relationship they with them in Darlington. Yeah, they used, used <coughs> around personal injury department in Hartley, but it's moved to Darlington now. So I don't really know. I could. Speak to someone. Start, start with When the... you're looking for this 18, can, can we merge that with solicitors? Yeah. Solicitors and medical agencies were aiming for that kind of figure. Is that Ocal? You're not too far away with that anyway. No, it's not with Ocal. I think we were hitting that old peak, weren't we, between 11 and 15 with a. Mm -hmm. Well, the, most, a week. the majority of the um, medical agencies, we are number one anyway for their referrals. Yeah, because we've done a recent check. You've done a recent check, didn't you? It again. It's just always making sure that we are and not taking it for granted. Yeah. And more than anything, ensuring that nobody comes along and knocks you off the, the, the perch, basically. I think if we're doing all these stats and things and people call well, it'll, it'll, be very, the eyes. Yeah, it'll be very easy to see yeah. if we do. It just needs to be regimented, yeah. yeah. Once you're tracking it, and it doesn't become, oh, we're busy, or we're, we're doing all right, or we're flooded. It's how are we against what we said we need to happen? <laughs> and that's the conversations that you've got to have. How are we against what we said we need to happen? Yeah. That if PVA6 
if you're seeing people cancel plans of care and all of a sudden they're not arrival, for the last 10 patients that were said we said would arrive, how many of them did? Well, all of them, good, so that one's taken care of. How many people completed the plan of care? Even if you didn't track the PVA and you just tracked that, you will actually get a PVA by, by default of tracking that, that it, if you, you, know, you want to kind of use it. Let's look at the last 15 people who um, were in for an assessment, or 10. Let's look at the last 10 people who said they'd arrived, did they? Yes, they did. Let's look at how many sessions the physio prescribed, so that should be in the notes, assigned six. How many of those 10 did have at least six? And from that, you can knock off or conclude arrival rate, complete the plan of care, you'd be able to look at a PVA, you'd look at average spend, you'd be able to get all of these things taken off. And it's just a sample. So all we're trying to do is move you from this feels busy or this is busy to here's where we are against what we said we would be according to the critical drivers. If you monitor the diet and exercise, the number that you're looking at on those scales takes care of itself. Change the battery all you want, but it ain't, it ain't, it ain't changing. <laughs> all right. And then the last distinction for me was in understanding the difference between returning patients, my target is 15, our referrals are 15, and our new patients are 30. So new patients from cold 30, referrals from word of mouth, heard about you, friend told me about you, and so on is 15, and returning patients 15. If we can hit that, we'll do all right. I think we'll get more, and we, we usually ain't too far off, but at the current price point at all of those critical drivers with all of the expenses that we've currently got, that's all we need. Add into the mix, and I haven't put on there, the Pamba packages, 10 a month. Do you think we could sell 10 a month of our new super duper? In the super duper, yeah. Probably. In our super duper uh, pamper style room, all singing all times. Depends how big a budget is. <laughs> yeah, how much no. waterfalls cost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the music. Like get the music on an app for free. We're going to have the elephant outside. Oh, one of them backdrop walls where the waterfalls down the wall. Yeah. We're going to pinch one. We're going to pinch one. Yeah, and see oh, that. <laughs> and that, you know, them big budgets. Mm. Oh, yeah, we could easily just go to see them. Big budget heads. <laughs> right, okay, um, let's have a break for 20, a fresh air, and we'll come back and we'll do the marketing. Okay? Right, Thank you for listening to the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. If you're interested in joining Mastermind or learning more about these types of business skills, the best place to start is with Paul's one-day strategic planning workshop that happens in Orlando every quarter, where Paul works with 20 clinic owners to do 12 months of planning inside of one day. Email paul at paulgoff.com to get more details of the next event. Or, alternatively, you can join our Cash Club community where we deliver $10,000 worth of What's Working Now marketing ideas to your door every 30 days. Head over to www ptprofitacademy.com forward slash cash housing club to get your one dollar trial you can also find these details over in today's show notes until next time have a wonderful day